Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com. Luke 1, 26, the birth of Jesus foretold. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of the King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be afraid, Mary, the angel told her. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary asked the angel, But how can this happen? I am a virgin. The angel replied, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy, and he will be called the Son of God. What's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. May everything you have said about me come true. And the angel left her. Hi, friends. Welcome to The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey. I'm your host, and this month on The Happy Hour, it's all about Christmas. And so we have created episodes for you surrounding the birth of Jesus. We're calling this our Characters of Christmas episodes. We're going to look at all of the characters who were surrounding Jesus' birth. And my prayer and my hope for you as you listen this month is that you will have a deeper understanding and love for the people who were surrounding Jesus during his birth. We're going to talk about Mary and Joseph and the angels and the wise men and the shepherds. You are going to love Jesus more after hearing about all of the amazing people that were surrounding his birth. Here we go. Jamie Nada, welcome back to the happy hour. Hey, you guys. So glad to have you for our Characters of Christmas conversation. Now, we're starting this uh, whole series out uh, with you today talking about Mary. And we're talking about Jesus' mom. And I'm just telling you, over the weekend, I binged um, season one of The Chosen. Have you seen it? Don't even don't even talk to me about it because I am on season two. Okay. So I am going to get season two in before season three launches, which by the time you guys are listening to this, it's already launched. So you got to go watch it. But we're talking about Mary. Oh, I just gave myself chills. Okay. Do you remember the episode when um, Mary and Joseph are looking for Jesus and he's been in the temple? Do you remember the episode? Yes. As you watched Mary talk to Jesus, did you feel that tension of like a mom in that moment more than ever? Anytime you've ever read it in scripture, did you feel it so much? Of course I did, because when I was little, I was at in a little store called Mervyn's. Oh. And my mom said, stay by me. 
and I was a kid. And so I hid in the little clothes racks. They were round at that time. They weren't like these long racks. They were round and you would go in the middle and hide, right? Well, I'm hiding for a good amount of time. And I come out, I cannot see my mother. My mom also has like six other kids. So you can imagine she's probably just, it's busy and flustered and all this. And I am scared out of my mind. So I run, I just go to the front. I see an adult and I say, oh, I'm lost. You know, I am crying. I'm scared. So they get on the telephone and they're like, is there a Terry Baker? And, you know, they're doing this. My mom comes up so frantic and is just like, what did I tell you? I told you, you know, and just like that feeling of like, where were you? Well, I was having fun. Right. I'm sorry. Yep. We're so scared. So yes, and my kids, have, I've lost my kids. So yes, I know that feeling very well. Yes, and so I saw Mary and I'm like, oh my gosh, I felt that feeling so much. And of course, she's like, you know, she said something like, aren't you supposed to be with your father? And he's like, uh, I was with my father, <laughs> hello. Um, but I often like wonder, and I we talk about this in another episode about Joseph as well, is like, there's Jesus is fully God. Obviously, that's like foundation of our faith. He's fully God. He's also fully human. And so as Mary raising the Christ, I can't even imagine. And so I'm asking all of you guys over the next couple of weeks as we talk about these characters of Christmas, uh, some of the same questions. And I think they're really helpful for us as we enter into the season. So I want to talk to you about Mary, obviously. And I'd love to hear from you about how you see Mary and her character. How does it point? us to the Christ like how does Jesus come through in her character it Mary is a complicated and layered character like everyone is but I just grew up with this story so that I simplified her down to like she's Jesus's mom she had Jesus that's great and then let's focus all on Jesus right which Mm -hmm. is great you do need to do that but as I've been doing this deep dive actually for like a year of women in the Bible and like the tenderness and the complicated parts of their stories. I am so endeared to Jesus more as I learn about these women he surrounded himself with. That includes his mother. And she points me to Jesus because she's just so ordinary. (laughs) Like she's just so ordinary and also weak. I mean, I think the story was funny to me because I, I was imagining I'm like a storyteller. So of course I have to make up a story in my head of like, Jesus and God talking about like, all right, how am I going to arrive? Um, let's let's uh, let's come in through a 14, 15 year old girl who is uh, not married yet. Let's make her slightly. Let's get a little engagement in here, but let's do no marriage. OK, that's going to be crazy. Right. And <laughs> let's let's make Joseph be like, "Ooh, yeah, it's a no for me, dog. I am going to divorce you quietly. And um, and so. What God does is because they are human and they don't have enough faith, really, we kind of overemphasize Mary's faith. But Mm. when an angel had to come to her (laughs) and say, hey, hey, you're pregnant, you're going to be we're going to impregnate you with the Holy Spirit. And Mm. (laughs) she's like, well, that's impossible. She has a question like, well, how can that be? Because I've never been with the guys so and so you have this angel explaining and then joseph is secretly on the side plotting i'm like i gotta get rid of you and then an angel has to come to joseph and you just see all these miracles surrounding these people and especially mary like one of my favorite parts of the story is elizabeth Mm -hmm. who 
God builds in community for Mary because he knows she is going to be afraid. She is going to be a little confused. She trusts God. We see that. We see her faith shine. Like once the angel comes, she's like, I trust you. Mm -hmm. But that he built in community for her with a cousin or, you know, there's speculation about that, but someone who she's kind of close with, Elizabeth. And Elizabeth is 70 to 88 years old. (laughs) So, I mean, who knows how old she is, but she's very old. Yeah. And she's barren. So here's another miracle surrounding this other miracle is that Elizabeth is very old, barren, and her husband is as a priest. And God tells Zacharias, like, hey, your your wife is going to be pregnant. And he's like, um, I know that I'm a priest, but also she is a thousand years old and then god's like and so now you're blind or you're deaf no you can't speak that's right what it is. You right can't you can't speak, speak so, until the baby's come yeah which is funny everybody else gets to kind of ask questions but it went zagarias says it god's like you know me a little bit better than this yeah. okay so now you're mute and um and just i think it's like a comedy of not errors but it's just comedic that this is God puts himself in kind of this chaos Mm -hmm. of humans not knowing what to do, but God showing up for them. And especially Mary, like he, he makes Mary go before her, right? Like, so now she has someone six months doing this Mm -hmm. thing before her. Mary goes to stay with Elizabeth for like three months. And I imagine their conversations. I wonder how many births Elizabeth has already been like seen, how she, how many it helps with, she knows, like she knows what's coming for Mary and the explanations. Okay, here's what's going to happen. Here's what you need. And like he had a built-in mentor for her is in my head what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, and that to me is like, God is so tender to provide that for a really confused young girl who finds herself in a situation that she really doesn't know how to navigate except that she is relying on God for each step. Yeah. I do think it was a little rude of God to make her have to go on a sojourn to Bethlehem. <laughs> uh, that it, that late in that pregnancy, for sure, you know? Well, we were watching, um, it was like Bethlehem. Do you remember? There's like a big movie that came out, uh, and it was Mary. It was around Christmas. It was They were Mary and Joseph. It was the birth. It was like Jesus' birth. It was exciting, except it was like really legit. You know, they're screaming in childbirth. I had to have like a talk to my daughter about that after the baby comes from where? I'm like, okay, so God wanted me to But NATO looked at me, he's like, and I think I was pregnant at the time. And he was like, hey, listen, if Mary can uh, take a sojourn on a donkey for many, many miles, you got this. And I was like, you are now going to be slapped. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just difficult circumstances, yeah. difficult things navigate you know a new marriage um then a really long journey then you're gonna go have a baby in a barn like yeah just yeah during the holiday season we all spend time and effort finding the perfect present for our family members nothing beats seeing your kids face light up when they open a gift from you i want to tell you about irma a woman in Colombia who wanted so desperately, as every parent does, to make her daughter's Christmas memorable, but she didn't have the money. Then Compassion stepped in. Irma's daughter is now sponsored through Compassion International, and that sponsorship is a huge answer to prayer. Compassion works through the local church to provide food, clean water, education, medical attention, and above all else, Jesus. 
The church makes sure there are gifts for every child and that each child learns the true reason for the season. What's more, Compassion cares for the whole family year round. We need you to sponsor one more child today. For only $38 a month, you can make a huge difference. Will you help a mother provide for her family this Christmas? Go to Compassion.com slash Ivy Media to sponsor. That's our company that makes the happy hour, Ivy Media. Go to Compassion.com slash I-V-E-Y Media. If you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas, because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. NetCredit is here to say yes to a personal loan or line of credit when other lenders say no. Apply in minutes and get a decision as soon as the same day. Loans offered by NetCredit or lending partner banks and serviced by NetCredit. Application subject to review and approval. Learn more at NetCredit.com slash partner. NetCredit. Credit to the people. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music, just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. 
you know, the thing we talk about Joseph um, next week after you, but the thing about Mary too, is that we also see her show up in the rest of Jesus's life. You know, we see her uh, from Jesus's birth all the way to Jesus's death. And I think that is um, interesting and also maybe the kindness of God as well. And so talk about how you see Mary even later on in Jesus's life and how she was a mom to him. Mary is everywhere in the Bible. And I love that. Mary is with Jesus so much and not because she's like, I'm your mom. You better let me take care of you because he included her. He actually amplified her voice and he wanted to hear from her. He wanted to listen to her. He wanted her to be there. And the story that I love so much is, you know, when they go to that wedding and I get excited talking about this and uh, Mary comes to Jesus frantic and she says, like, there's not enough wine. And in the Bible, I was reading this and it's Jesus said, well, it says, woman, what does this have to do with me? And then I thought, this is very out of character for Jesus. And then the very next line, she looks at the, the disciples and says, or whoever's in the kitchen and says, fill those cisterns up or do what he tells you to do, basically. And I am like. I, this is very jarring. Like, first of all, this doesn't match either of their like characters. So I think I'm missing something in translation. So I go back, I look at the amplified version and I look at the kind of go into the Greek and the amplified version was like, Oh, Jesus is speaking in an idiom. And he is actually saying, dear woman, it was a term of respect. He says, dear uh-huh. woman. And then he, he speaks an idiom, which is like he's using the language of the time. Jesus is using slang, you guys. No, he's <laughs> using the idiom. And the idiom is hard to kind of translate, but it is saying, is this necessary? As in, if we do this, it's going to escalate things. And it would have been a common term that's like, do we really need to do this right now? And um, he basically kind of puts the ball in her court. I just thought this is really fascinating. It's a question. Do, is this what we want to do right now, Mary? Mm. And I just imagine her and it makes me really tender. So if I don't come on your podcast and cry, then we did not have a podcast. Right. But it's so tender. I see them lock eyes. I see her knowing exactly what this means. She's going to launch Jesus into public ministry if she says, fill those cisterns. Mm. And she does. And I and she knows it's the beginning of the end. She knows that is where we are beginning to say goodbye. And I'm like, ugh, like that's the part as a mom where I think she's still a mom. Yeah. Like she still knows what is coming for her son. And I just think it's tender how he included her in that decision because he was like, I'm actually good <laughs> with not moving forward right at this minute. Because if we start doing this miracle, now my public ministry is out and I'm going to be doing miracles and we know where this goes. Mm-hmm. And just kind of that tender moment where he includes her um, and where she says, yeah, we got to do this, Jesus. I mean, yeah, I've never read that story like that. So um, I don't know. It's just fascinating that the Bible continues to be alive and active, you know, and it, it as you age and as you mature and as you read. And I never was like, what's the Greeks say? Am I right? Yeah. No, I was like, just read it and whatever it says is what it says. And um, so it's really fun to see like, oh, what what was really happening here? Yeah. I love all of these things that we're talking about, Mary. And it kind of makes me think about how how kind God is, obviously, like we've said a lot of times. Um, and even 
as as mothers, even as women, you know, to see the impact that she had on her son, both you and I have sons. And that feels really special, you know, to right. see how she was a part of his life, the same way that you and I would want to be a part of, of our boys' lives. And um, just the kindness of God in that way. And I always, I always want to, as I read scripture, like, how do we see like, what do we need to learn about ourselves through the characters that we see in scripture? And and I'm grateful that the full the whole Bible is full of people literally just like all of us. I mean, you know, they had problems, they had pains, they had struggles, they had they made mistakes, they they screwed up big time, all these things. And as I, I look at Mary, um, I want to hear from you. What about even in all that we've talked about and everything, but what about Mary's character do you see that you think, man, I see not only the hand of God on her, but I see what, something I can learn from my own personal life. I just, I can't imagine living in that time frame when women were so like undervalued. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not given a voice. We're not respected as men were. We're not included in, in teaching and learning like, you know, some of the men were. And I guess what I think about when I think about Mary is she was undeterred by the culture at the time. She was undeterred by the cultural boundaries and she stayed close to Jesus. Mm. And, and me, when you stay close to Jesus, you know, institutions hurt us, like even government, um, churches sometimes. I mean, there are friends who call themselves believers. Um, at that time, it would have been, you know, you had high priests, you had Pharisees. These are the people who know the law, and they are directly opposed to her son. And that is a religious institution. And I have personally been hurt inside of the church. But what keeps me coming back is Jesus. Mm. And and proximity to Jesus, nearness to Jesus is, I think, where you find hope. And I think where you don't get distracted by all the noise and all the craziness that's happened is happening out there. Because... When I look out there, I start to lose hope. I get despairing. But when I get in God's word, when I look at Jesus, like I'm, I love the chosen so much because mm-hmm. Jesus is just so tender. He is so good to the people around him. He is just so kind. And I need to remember that. So when I stay close to Jesus, when I read about him in here, when I look at how he loved his mother, mm-hmm. um, I, I'm endeared to him. I, like there's no denying the person of Christ and the nearness I want to have with Jesus to help me remember how good he is. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland and discover a place that just feels lighter where every day feels like Saturday and French fries are a food group where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at oceocean.com. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than a life policy. It's about the promise and the responsibility that comes with being a new parent, being there day and night, and building a plan for tomorrow, today. For the ones you'll always look out for, trust Amica Life Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Mm. I 
also just want to say another thing about, you know, we've covered birth, kind of his life, and then and in death. One of the really tender things that I love in the story, Jesus is on the cross. He is dying. Who is there? Of course, his mother is there. She's there from the cradle to the, to the grave, right? His mother has not left his side. And she is, of course, probably tending to him or waiting or whatever it is. And Jesus says, John is there too. And, and John is beloved to Jesus. And he says um, to John, look, here is your mother. This is your new mom now. And then he says to, <laughs> I keep crying. I'm so sorry. And then he says to Mary, this is your son. And basically love and protect her. Have a place for her. I mean, even in his death, he is making like a way for Mary. He is making provision for Mary. And I just can't get over it. It's just so tender. It's so sweet to see undefiled religion. He is taking care of a widow right now. He knows she's going to be a widow very soon. And and he, he is showing undefiled religion on the cross to Mary, his mother, who he loves, mm-hmm. and making a way for her. I think it is so, so endearing, and, and it makes me love Jesus even more. It makes me love him more, too. And I love when I see... I've said this a lot in my life. I love seeing like in scripture, like Jesus as God for sure. But I really love it when his humanity comes out. And I, I think that what, what you just described was a lot of like God-like, Christ-like characters, you know, like taking care of people, kindness, and all things. I also feel a little humanity in there of a little of a son looking at his mom's and asking someone to take care of, right. him, you know, and so it's just so, so beautiful. Have you read Rebe- Rebecca McLaughlin's book, Jesus Through the Eyes of Women? No, you need to get it. I need to read that. I, you need to read it. I listened to it this okay, this fall on Audible, and it was really, really, really good. Um, she was just on the show last week, and so we, we were talking about Christmas, not this, but I told her how much I love that book. Um, Jamie, today's What Are You Reading segment is sponsored by Tommy Nelson and the new children's book, I'll Be There. And let's make friendship bracelets. This girl's guide to making and keeping real life friendships is written by Amy Weatherly and Jess Johnston as a spinoff of their successful friendship book for women. I'll be there and let's make friendship bracelets is a how to for tween and teen girls to practice time tested skills to establish quality friendships and navigate their ups and downs. Amy and Jess wrote this book to help tween and teen girls struggling with those awkward adolescent years gain their courage and confidence by learning to make real and lasting connections. Um, I'm thinking that you and I both need this book for our girls. Oh my gosh. And did you make friendship bracelets when you were growing up? I make friendship bracelets still. Good. Shori has one on her water bottle. She like will tape it on her water bottle that she carries around and then work on it from there. You see, it's like, it's like carrying your little knitting with you, but you're carrying your friendship bracelet that you're working on with you. I love it so much. Uh, Jamie, what are you reading these days? Jamie wants to know, Jamie wants to know, we want to know what you're reading. Come Sit With Me is the book that I got to be a part of. I am in just one chapter, but I talk about, are you going to be a flamethrower or a fire extinguisher in the comments of the dumpster fire of the internet? And, um... But when I was reading this, it's it's about delighting in differences and like living through disagreements. And I, I was reading all the other ladies' stories in it. And I just was like, oh, we are all going through so much. Mm. Um, it just made me want to be kinder to everybody who are, we've come out of such a tough time. You know, it's been a really, really rough two years. So um, I am still reading Come Sit With Me. It is. I can't put it down, actually. It's so good. Um, and so, and so that's what I'm reading. I'm also reading fictions, a little fiction, but 
I don't know, Lessons in Chemistry. Have you read that one? Uh, no, but you're like maybe the second person who's mentioned it. Oh, well, I'm like, it's quirky. You kind of have to love a little quirky, quirky character. I love quirky. You read a lot, though. Um, fiction is my newfound love in COVID. I thought I just didn't like to read. And then when given time, I was like, oh, I really, it's a good part of my brain to exercise, mm-hmm. rest. Yeah. But doing something. So, so good. Um, okay. I'm going to end this show with a card from our friend David Taylor, who was on talking about Advent with us a couple weeks ago. And so I'm going to read the prayer on the back of this card about Mary. So here we go. Oh Lord, you whose word is trustworthy and true, may we say with Mary this day, let it be to me according to your word, whether in success or in failure, whether in strength or in weakness, whether in fullness or in emptiness, so that we might remain unswerving in our devotion to you and obedient to your word of promise to us. We pray this in the name of goodness and self. Amen. Friends, what a beautiful episode. And we have ended every episode of our Characters of Christmas um, season with me reading a prayer from one of the cards that we talked about on our Advent episode. And these are cards from David Taylor, and they are from a set called The Light Has Come. If you're interested, we will link them in our show notes. You've been listening to music from Austin Stone Worship's newest Christmas album entitled Christmas Music. You can find this music wherever you listen to music. Thank you so much for listening to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey podcast. We are truly grateful for every single story that we get to share with you, every encouragement we get to give you, and every opportunity we get to point all of us to Jesus. If you're loving this show, we would really appreciate it if you would leave us a rating and or a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, tell your friends. That is the number one way that people find out about our show. It's because you tell them. Join us right here every Wednesday and Friday for meaningful conversations that will make us think, they'll make us laugh, and they'll always point us back to Jesus. And come find me other places on the internet as well. I love Instagram. I'm over there at Jamie Ivy. And if you've never visited my YouTube page, you're going to want to go there. Have you ever listened to a show and wondered, I wonder what they look like? Well, go find us over there. It's jamieivy.com slash YouTube. The Happy Hour with Jamie Ivey is a production of Ivy Media Podcast. Executive produced by Jamie Ivey, produced by Lindsay Sweeney, edited by Angie Elkins, show notes by Ashley Miner, art by Jen Jet Barrett, original music by Matt Graham, and I'm your host, Jamie. Have a happy hour with a friend. Escape to Ocean City, Maryland, and discover a place that just feels lighter, where every day feels like Saturday and french fries are a food group, where flip-flops are always in fashion and seafood is always in season, where the boardwalk is bustling and the beach is right outside your door, where you can rise with the tide and feel like a kid again. Ocean City, Maryland, somewhere to smile about. Book your trip at Oceocean.com.